This is Grit, the show formerly known as Quit. It's all about change, the challenges of improving your career, making tough decisions, and starting something awesome. I'm Dan Benjamin. Today is Friday. It is 4.06 p.m. here in beautiful Austin, Texas. You know what they say. There's that saying, it's always Friday somewhere. And it is Friday here. This is episode number 62 has no special meaning to me. Standing across from me in our new studio here, same old office, but brand new studio here in Austin, Texas, capital of the United States. Capital of the world. Yeah, that is Hattie Cook. Hello. And she uh, is standing at... At attention. A a standing desk, as am I, because we always do the show standing. If it's important... Gets you pumped up. If it's important... You, you, do it, you do it standing. <laughs> wow. What? Nothing. I didn't. Uh... Mm-hmm. If you want to call into the show, you can do that. 512-518-5714 is the number to dial. I may take, there's a weird, I want to tell you about a weird call that's on here. Tell me now and maybe someone will fess up. Yeah. The, there is a, so three hours ago, this call was on, I saw, and I disconnected it and immediately called back. Like this, that second, like it called back right away. And I disconnected again and called back right away. I don't know if it's a person, if it's a robot. I don't know who it is. That's very strange. Yes, it is. It is strange. But man, what a week. Crazy, oh, crazy man. week in here. Crazy week in here. I don't know what to say about it. Just I, a couple things I want to do on this show. First of all, Sometimes I do an interview on this show. Are you familiar with with that? Yes, Have you ever I seen believe, me do that? Yes, I am. I'll do an interview on on the show. And when I do it, uh, the, the like half my listeners leave. Yeah, they don't, they they like to just hear you like be angry people unsubs- and give you advice. People when I do an interview, they unsubscribe. No matter who it is. No, it could be anyone. Doesn't matter unless I'm interviewing myself, they leave. Yeah. And I got to build it back up again to assure them that that won't happen again. Not kidding. I know it happens. We watch it happen. See, you're way too bassy now. Why am I bassy? Yeah, I did. Keep talking. Yeah. We're, uh, he's just messing around with different levels and things like that for me. Uh, on the last episode of Great, I was very quiet and I don't understand why. Uh, does that sound good, Dan? Yeah, it's okay. a little better. Still too basic, but we'll. Nah. No. I like they're making fun of me. You're not going to take over the show again, are you? Just curious uh, if that's in your plans today. Take over the show. No, no, I don't think so. So, I don't know. I'm very skeptical about this. Here's what I found: a couple things. So, if you want, if you want to understand how to ruin a show, do an interview with someone. Step one, do an interview. You'll, half your listeners will, will go away. You'll have to build it back up. This has happened multiple times. This I happens know. every time. I'll get, I'll get a really great, I'll be like, wow, this show's doing better than it's ever done listener-wise. 40,000 downloads an episode, whatever. I do an interview with someone, boom, back down to 20 the next two, three, four weeks. I got to build it back yep. up again. Isn't that crazy? So are you saying no more guests? I'm saying I'm never doing having a guest again on this show. Brianna's the lucky last guest of Grit. Ever. Yep. I agree. That's number one. Number two, 
uh, when uh, is this weird call in number? Is it also people don't call in if you do it at this time? If here's the two other interesting things, two other interesting things. I think this is true for any business. If you promote, if I promote the show, if I say, oh man, I'm going to be doing a show. You're going to call in. What are you going to call in about? What are you going to talk about? What are you going to do? If I do that, yeah, then I will get calls like crazy. I'll get I'll get dozens and dozens of calls. If I say nothing about it and just do it at the scheduled time, then uh, people will uh, will not call. And if I do it late in the day, right now it is four ten p.m. Central Time. If I do it late in the day, nobody calls because everybody's on the road. Right. I, I mean, that seems obvious. You, I got to do it at like eleven or something. There's no good time to do this except at night. Right. When we used to do it at 5 p.m., people loved, people loved that. that. They were oh doing it on gosh. Friday. They remember, were leaving their jobs angry. And we would have our white Russians. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that. Now, in-studio guests they like, right? Kay Shep in the chat room says, what is it folks call in about? People call in uh, to this show because they, they, they don't know what to do with their lives, uh, Kay Shep. Kay Maybe Sh- you should call in. Kay Shep, let me give you an example. Uh, we've had people call in who, who say, you know what? I, I'm miserable at my job. I don't know if I should leave it or I have an opportunity to start this company with a buddy of mine, but I don't know if, if it's a good idea for me. What should it, what do you think? Or I don't have any work experience, but I want to, uh, I want to get my first job. How do I interview? Holy cow. This is their video. We save that. We have, we save that for Hattie's show. Yeah, and uh, next week we got some new things coming out. But I, uh, this is another announcement. I just <laughs> released the podcast method podcast. Yay! Yes. Cheer away. Basically, this is a show about podcasting, sharing all the mistakes that I've made mm-hmm. and how you cannot make them. Uh, any any questions that you have, I'm answering questions on that show, and hopefully it will help people. It's the show that I wish I had, uh, you know, six years ago. So I asked a question on Twitter. This call is bothering me, Hattie. Can you? So if you hang up, it just calls right if back. I call, if I hang up, it calls back instantly. And I'm going to take the call right now. Take it on I'm the I'm going to take the call. Let me see. Do you think, it, do you want to take a little bet before we do it? Yes, let's do that. Okay. How much do you want to bet? I bet it is not a person. I bet it is some kind of weird fax Skype modem or bot. something. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. So you agree with me. You're I not going to make it interesting. Oh, uh, I think it's um, a, person. a deranged person okay. who really just can't wait to talk to you or is trying to run up your Skype that, bill. Yeah, they're trying to run up my Skype to, to phone bill. All right, let's take the call. Go ahead, you're on the air. Hello? Yes. Can you hear me? I can hear yes, you so hi. well. Who is this? I'm not, I'm not a computer, believe it or not. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you, you were on hold for three no, hours? I- no, I wasn't. My internet messed up and I had to call back. Oh. That was the problem. So you're a real person. I apologize. For... Yeah, I'm a real person. I'm sorry for, <laughs> uh, I didn't, I don't want to bug you guys. No, who are, who are, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? First name. Where are you calling from and who are I'm, you? I'm, I'm, I've actually, I thought the show was going to be at 11 today. I'm oh, you're that of, guy. Just yeah, I'm that guy. All right. Oh, you know, I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah. So what's your, what's your question? Sorry. Yeah. Well, at least, at least, you know, I'm not a computer now. Yeah. I'm relieved. But I'm the, uh, do, do you, do you remember the guy 
who uh, who did the magic when it was called Quit. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. remember the magic guy. We saw you. Uh, yeah, you did me. something weird where you did you one of those a, little things. You sent it to Hattie, and you're doing something and you, with like, throw cards, cards coming out of awesome. your mouth. Cards coming right out of your mouth. Yeah, what do you, I didn't think you guys saw it because you know you're so busy over there. No, we look at um, everything. We see everything. But there you go, Ryan. Well, thank you. Yeah, Ooh. I, I, I uh-huh. throw that in there. <laughs> the, new, the new gift machine that is hours and hours of fun. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the story? That, for those awesome. who don't remember, listen, the, Ryan. For those who right. don't remember, I think this was it was more than a month ago, right, Hattie? Because it was in this room. Y- yes. Yes. And then, uh, so he called up. If I remember this right, he called up, and he said, "I have this job. I'm making decent yeah. living, and a long uh, time ago." Quitting for magic, which right. I've, I've done magic ever since. Right, so you quit and you did magic. You want to be the next Steve Martin, and you've, <laughs> yeah. you've got uh, you you do magic now. And and I said, how are you going to be able to do magic and make mm-hmm. a living? Aren't there other people who are who are doing magic? And I'm I'm hoping you're calling for an update to tell me that I was wrong and that you're you're game you're free. Wrong. Yo, tell me what's going Yay. on. Tell me what's going yeah. on. And, and I, I actually, I have to, I'm only going to be on here for a few other minutes because I have to leave to go do a show. Oh, good. Good reason. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm only going to be talking to you for a couple more minutes here. All and right. I got to take I, off. I'll, I'll enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do a, uh, some close-up magic for a company at a hotel and, and for, for, for about an hour and a half and they pay me 500 bucks and I have another one coming up on the 11th and then the 12th and then just keep them busy, I guess. Okay. Ha- so hang on. Fun. Let me, let me, uh, let me deconstruct this. Close-up magic. What is yeah. close-up magic? Um, let's say that uh, I show you it's a normal deck and you take out any card that you like. And I say, let me know it's a four hearts. You're like, how did you know? And I say, I don't know. Mix up the deck. You shuffle again. Take out any card and it is the four hearts. Then you write your name on it. And I riffle the deck. It's in your pocket. And no. I have no idea how it works. That's do, crazy. Do you even know how it works? Do you know how it works? Some, most of the time I don't because some of it's luck and most of it's skill. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's crazy. That's interesting. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Or there's something where I do where you shuffle your card in the deck and then I, I, I don't find it. I was like, where it went? And I end up coughing up the card in, in a folded little piece. That's, and your name <laughs> That's amazing. And then like, uh, okay. Like out of my mouth. So what you're calling is you're or saying... Or even better, you just, you just think of any dessert and I know what it is. I mean, anything... Can you wait a minute? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you, can you do that from here? If I think of a dessert... Yeah, you want to try something? Uh, how, I mean, do you want me to keep it... <laughs> yeah, I do. Do you want me to keep it, like, straightforward, like, uh, I won't use this one, but like, pum- like pumpkin pie, or can it yeah. be like, oh, oh. Uh, 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 you know, this kind of, like, Hershey yeah, well, bar? Yeah, we'll, we'll try some. All right. I got to go in two minutes. So here we go. Here we go. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So I want you and Hattie to do this. Everyone who's listening, I want you to also do this. Okay. Hey. Okay. okay. Now, think of a dessert that you order at a restaurant for yourself. I mean, not something like ice cream. It's too generic. Something like tiramisu. But, but don't use tiramisu because it's a... <laughs> I said it. So think of a dessert that you, you would like to have at a restaurant, you know, at the end of the meal. So you, do you think you got one in your head? Uh, I, I sure. Yes, I have okay, one. I got it. Yeah, I got one. Don't, don't, don't say it, but, but take the, take the last letter, the last letter of your dessert. Uh-huh. So you got that letter. I got uh-huh. it. I did. And, and think of, uh, 
Hold on, let me see. Uh, Gotta make this good. You gotta yeah, make think it good, of, right? Yes, yes. Think of a a, a president like like with that that um. Wait, think of the second to last. Yeah, the 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 second to last letter of that. Uh-huh. Okay. So. So that's okay. Now think of a president with that letter in it. Their last name. Their last name is really important. You know, like 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 Lincoln, Kennedy, Roosevelt. You got a president. All right, hang on. I'm taking the second to last letter of the dessert that I thought of. Yes, and, okay. and it has to be the beginning letter of their last name. I have to look at a list of presidents. Yeah, I have to look at a list of presidents. Roosevelt, Kennedy, all that. Okay. Okay. Because right. I don't want to pick okay. the obvious one. Yeah. I now, pick one. now with that, with that. Take take the take the second letter in their last name. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if it was if it was uh, Lincoln, you'd say take I or something. Yeah. Okay. Whatever your 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 letter is, and think of a color with it. The second to last letter of that that word. No, no the, the second the, letter. The, the second, second letter. The second letter in their last name. Okay, and then I, we have to think of a color. Yeah. That starts with that letter? Yeah, a color a color with that. I know yeah, exactly what he's doing. You know what he's doing, right? You know exactly how this works. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. I don't know if Okay. Okay. You have the color? Most people th- it, uh, most people think of indigo. Was, was that your color, Hattie? No. No, mine neither. Really? Okay, I mean, thought weird. okay, I thought of one. Okay. <laughs> but did you, did you make it indigo? No, mine's not indigo. What no. was it? What was it, honey? The color? Well, yeah. well, well, what was it? Ebony. Not bad. Mine, <laughs> mine was emerald. Oh. Mm-hmm. I think we thought of the same thing. What did you think of? Can we say it, Ryan? Yeah. It's, 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 go, honey. Cake. Yeah, out. cake. Cake. And then you take you take the K and it's Kennedy. Hello? Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess. We, yeah. Yeah. And then you get emerald. Nice. Not indigo. Hold but on, good. But this, so this is yeah, yeah. I think we lost him. Yeah. I'm going to leave him on okay. to see if he's there. All right, so listen, it's weird because no, no, no. I'm still here. I'm still here. All right, I got you. Okay. This is good. This is turning out to be a really good show. I want you to come and do some close up magic here the next time yeah. you're in Austin. The next time you swing through Austin. Yeah, for sure. If I ever get to Austin, I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah. So all you were calling was I mean, to well, say well, that I'm wrong. <laughs> that you're gainfully employed. You're making good money doing magic. You make 500 bucks for an hour and a half of work, and you've got gigs lined up. Yes. Well, yes. good. We'll come out here and, and, and do some magic. Most of the time, when people think of a car, they think of like Ace of Spades or Queen of Hearts. It's just it's a lot of psychology in it. I want to hear more about it, but I know you got to go. Too. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it, and uh, good luck. Good luck to him. Oh, yes, he's still good luck. He's gone. Now he's gone. Oh. Okay. You thought a cake. I thought a cake. Was there a certain kind of cake you were thinking of? Yes. What kind? Say it on three. One. Well, I don't. Yes, there was a certain kind that you were you were thinking of too, or you? Yeah, but we're going to say a different word. But that's no, all. we're not. One. Two, three, chocolate. chocolate. Boom. Oh, okay. <laughs> Was there a specific kind of chocolate cake that you were thinking well, of? Well, I mean, it looked a certain way. Okay. Tell me, say the shape on three. One. What? Well, what? All right. Okay. One, two, three. Triangle. Cone. Yes. See? So you said a different word, though. I know, but cone and triangle is the same kind of idea. Okay. Pointy. Well, anyway. So he's out there. He's doing his magic. That's good. He's doing his magic. I mean, I'd like to see. I'd like to see some up close magic. I like up close magic. It's the only kind of good magic. You don't. You know. 
then there's like I guess the other one would be like stage magic where you're like we're now gonna cut a lady in half anything like that yeah I, I think that's the best kind though I like when it's a big showmanship thing and they have up on a big stage and they like appear over in the the box on the other side of the theater and you're like how did they get there yeah yeah. It's going to be a short show if we don't, if no one else calls without a guest. But I didn't promote it. It's my own fault for not promoting it. If you want to call in, you can do that. 512-518-5714. I have some other topics that I can do that uh, you guys suggested and questions you asked. If you can't call, you can ask questions on, uh, on Twitter always. And hash, do, do hashtag grit or grit show, either one. Before we do that, Got a very special sponsor break right here to do Harry's. Do you, I'm speaking to you, audience. Do you have someone on your gift list that is like completely impossible to shop for? You know, they say typically it's like a guy who seems to like when he wants something, he goes and gets it. Like no big deal. You know, how do you buy something for him that he, you, you want him to use? Have you ever considered like gifting razors, you know, like a Harry's razor? That's the thing. They're not, these things are absolutely not a typical gift. You know, like, are you going to go into like a drugstore and buy a razor? No. I mean, that's weird. That's a weird gift. Like, why would you do that? Hattie, would you go into a drugstore and buy like your boyfriend a razor from like a drug, from a drug, like no. a Gillette? Mm, no, no, but I happen to know, I don't want to say anything because in case they listen, I happen to know somebody you may be shopping for. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. And this is the thing you, there isn't a single man alive. I don't think who wouldn't appreciate one of these razors. They are so nice. And what, uh, what the Harry's guys did is they said, it's ridiculous how much people are paying for razor blades and razors and the, the crappy things that are out there. And they set it up. They took out the middleman. You buy directly from them on the website. And they, they're just passionate about creating a better shaving experience for all men. And I think it was Chloe who just told us that uh, yeah, she, 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 she says, I know they're targeted toward men, but I got one and it's awesome. She just uh, talked to, talked to us about that. I, I know a that. lot of ladies that, that buy men's razors, especially better, a Harry's one. Cause they're better. Yeah. Harry has this really cool, it's called a Winter Winston set. It's 30 bucks for a sleek chrome razor. You get three high quality blades in that. You get their uh, foaming shave gel or their shaving cream. It's already wrapped. This is the perfect gift from a guy to a, to another guy. Right. Like shape up, shave. Or father to son. I, or or, or son, son to, to father. father. Or grandfather or to, to cousin. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't limit your options. Yeah. They have a limited edition line just for the holidays. It's totally giftable. It starts at just 15 bucks and shipping is always free with Harry's. Because you know what? Guys don't, they don't want to go to the mall. No. They don't want to wait in the line. No. I want to be sitting, you know what? I want to be sitting at my computer and listening say, to a huh. podcast and I just bought 10 gifts for 20 people. Right. I don't know done. how that works. All my Christmas shopping, done. All at Harry's. And uh, Harry supports the community by donating 1% of sales and volunteering 1% of all employees time with their community partner, City Year. It's something you can feel good about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know that you're helping too. Harry wants to give all the great listeners of this show $5 off a Winter Winston set 
if not, you, not just new customers, all, oh yeah, everyone. Yeah, it's not like a new customer thing. No. These guys are not cheap. And uh, $5 off the Winter Winston set, harrys.com, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com, harrys.com. And the code you're going to use is quit holiday, quit holiday. One word, quit holiday. It sounds good when you say it. I know. $5 off one of these and uh, it'll work for your gift. You know what? You can buy one of these for yourself, Then, but you buy one for your dad, you buy one for your husband, you buy one for everything. Go on a Harry's spree. Exactly. Thanks very much to... Uh, Harry's for making uh, making this show possible. Great Thanks, sponsor. Harry's. It would help when I drop the marker for the spot if I'm actually if logic is running on that computer when I do it, as opposed to <laughs> something else. The whatever console. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a short show. Five one two five one eight five seven one four. I'm about Call to wrap. In. About to wrap it up. Richard J. Anderson asks a question on Twitter. What did he ask? He says, how to get interest in your side project when you have the skills, but no portfolio. He says, so as to build the portfolio you can use to get more better paying gigs. He has a post-work engagement. Otherwise he would call in. He says, he's sorry. What, what kind of skills, what, what, um, what are we talking about here? I don't know. It's not, it's not very clear. I think, but I think that's what he means. Make up projects for yourself. Well, yeah, I think this is like a bigger, this is a bigger question. How to get interest in your side project? How do you get people, I don't know what he means interest. Does he mean users? Because I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people launch a project that they've worked on, that they've built, that they've launched. See this thing go out there and be like, man, no one, no one's going to the site. It's fine when Dan Cederholm launches uh, Corked. You know, with Dan Benjamin, because they're famous. <laughs> you know, well, we launched our own wine site. Nobody went to it. We made this really great iOS app. Nobody downloaded it. You know, or they did download it. We only have 18 reviews, though. Yeah. We're not making any money doing it. How do you generate interest? How do you get people interested? I can tell, here's what I can tell you. When I first started 5x5, I had uh, two shows that I was doing myself. Pipeline and the conversation. Pipeline was an interview show. And I've talked about this before, but it's a great way to, you can apply this technique. You can apply this easily to a variety of different places. And here's, here's what I did. When I wanted to get people to be my interview guest on the show, I just started with one person and I asked them if they would be an interview. And I believe it was, I believe it was Jeffrey Zeldman. And I said, I would li- I'm doing a new show and I would like to interview you on the new show. Would you please be my guest? And they said, uh, he said, yes. So then I, when I wanted to start lining up more guests, I went to my second guest. And I said, listen, I'm doing this new interview show. I'm going to be interviewing people like Jeffrey Zeldman. And- yeah, you get to use that as a... <laughs> and they said, oh, well, yeah, Zeldman's Zeldman. doing it. I'll do it. Now I had two. Now I hadn't done any interviews yet. I hadn't launched a show yet. Doesn't matter. Now I had, let's say the second, I, you know, I forget they who the second one was. They call this being all talk. Right. Then <laughs> I had two. So then I would go to the third person. Oh, you know, I'm just interviewing just a couple other people. Yeah, you know, like Jeffrey Zeldman and uh, you know, Andy Nako, Jeff Veen, Merlin Mann, a couple people. <laughs> Nobody special, really. <laughs> they would hear that and they'd be like, I want to be in that club of cool people that, that are that being interviewed. interviewing. Yes. Yes, I would like to be interviewed. And so the list then builds, even though I hadn't done any interviews yet, I was still planning for the first two months of, of, of doing the show. 
that didn't matter because I had already gotten commitments from those people. And I then went on to do the interviews. The interviews were great, show grew, whatever. Generating interest though, and then getting people to listen, that was a whole different matter. Yep. But in this sense, I, and I'm not totally sure what Richard Anderson is asking. But I think in a way, how do you get interest in your side project? How do you get this thing up off the ground? I don't think it matters if it's a side project or not. Right. How do you get people it's interested in something? You know, we have people all the time who email us, um, oh, I've just launched a new website or I've built a new app or, you know, would you like to try it out? And if you like it, maybe you could talk about it on the show. And I love that. I love to see stuff like yeah. that. That's how on the frequency we get tons of links and things like that. I mean, send it, send it to me and Hattie if you have an app or you have a website or you have a product or a service that you want uh, us to, to check out. Do it. We love new things like that. But the, the main point is that's what you have to do. You have to reach out to people. And, and this is going to sound like one of those total BS marketing crap ploy things that reach out to the influencers that are in your community. But you do really want to go and contact people who do have some kind of reach or some kind of influence and say, listen, I made this thing. I think it's, I, I worked really hard on it. What do you think of it? Would you consider looking at it? Would you take a look at it? And if you look at it, uh, tell me how feedback, I could do it better. Right. I love your feedback. If you like it, share it. Because, you know what? Maybe the person's not going to do it. Maybe they're not going to look at it. Maybe they don't have time. But here's the whole thing. It's now a, they've it's, heard about it. It's, you know, they've heard about it. They know about it. And you know what? They can say no. But right. if you don't ask them, they can't say yes. So ask people. I don't know if that answers your, your question, Richard Anderton. Jesse Backstrom says what to do when you want grit, but you know you don't have it. Mm. Heidi, do you what, what do you think? Uh, what do you think Backstrom is asking? I think. You mean like an episode of grit? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hmm. Like, are you burnt out, and that's why you don't have grit? Yeah. Why don't you have it? Why, why don't do you, you think have you grit? Don't have it? And why? Why do you think you don't have it? Yeah. Jesse, you're going to call this yeah, in. Yeah, just call it. Okay. Yeah. Because I think I got to talk some sense into yeah, Jesse. Yeah, I, I need to know more about what's, what you mean. Let me talk some sense into you. I'm going to tell him to call in. That doesn't make any sense. Who doesn't have grit? Of course, everyone has it. <laughs> I'm serious. I know. You just got to get your back against the wall. What that means is you're just not motivated enough. What that means is you're not afraid of anything. I'll tell you what, Jesse Backstrom. If you lost your job and you had a family to support, you'd find it pretty quick. Oh, yeah. When you have no alternative, when you realize that you don't have a choice and you have to make something work because you don't have mommy and daddy to come and clean up after you, and it's all on you and you have all the pressure, you'll find it pretty quick. I think you will. And that's the perspective. That's the perspective that I think you, you've, you've got to have if you're starting something new or if you're sitting there thinking, hmm, you know you don't have it. What kind of piss poor attitude is that? I, you know you don't have it. Yeah, I, well, I know uh, you do have it, Jesse Backstrom. What makes you think you don't? Because you haven't tried something, you're afraid to fail? It's not right, a reason what, that you what, don't have it, you just haven't accessed it yet. 
You just need to access it. It's in there. Everybody has it. You just got to tap into it. Tap into your grit. Right. Everyone has it. You just got to get there. That's what I'm saying, Hattie. Yeah, I know. You're just repeating what I'm saying in a lady voice. You know, you never know. People might just want to hear it in a lady voice. You know, it's... It's one of those things. Listen to this. This is unrelated to this. Okay. But I made, I made a, you know, I did the podcast method out there. I put that out there. You did. Yeah. That's my good, good feeling show. My good vibe show. Aww. It's a good You're feel. giving back show. And it's the sort of the opposite of grit. And. The happy show. Uh, Scott J. Saluga says, thank you, Dan. I've made it a goal to start a podcast this year. Sharing what you've learned is wonderful. See, I don't know the first thing about Saluga. Okay, but here's what I know. He has a goal and he's, he's going to work toward accomplishing it. And he sounds like the kind of person to me who is he's going to plan. He's going to take his time. He's going to plan it. He's going to work towards something. But he has a goal. What, what are, are your, what's, what's your goal, Jesse Backstrom? What's your goal that you feel you can't reach? Why can't you reach it? Why can't, yeah. what's wrong with you? What's <laughs> Jesse Pinkman? What's wrong with you? Jesse, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, really, like, why do you think you don't have it? That's I. Sometimes my kid will say to me, oh, you know, you know, I don't feel like it. I'm like, you know what? That's never the right answer. <laughs> right. I'm physically too sick to do it. That's an answer. But like, you know, like, like just getting, throwing yourself into something, you will be shocked. You will be shocked. At what you can accomplish when you finally just start something, you can sit there and plan and plan and plan. And believe me, I'm the king of planning and and uh, and 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 waiting to do something. And that's my huge flaw. That when I just say, you know, I'm just going to go do it, and I may fail, it may work, it may not work. Yeah, you want to plan, you want to think it through a little bit, but like you've got to just start doing that thing. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't understand why people would, uh, would think they don't have grit. Everyone has it. Everyone has it. Somebody here is saying, uh, that he misses the, uh, the business conversations and insight Schluck brought to the table. And I said that he's welcome back anytime he wants. I liked it too. Schluck, Schluck's song. Yeah. The song he had his own Schluck. song, he had everything. Yeah. Here's a, here's a topic from Mike Paul. Topic. Once you achieve success after starting something, how do you continue to improve and make it better? How do you not? Right. How, how, do, you, how do you not want to better. obsessively try to improve the thing that you're doing? If, if you're asking for tangible steps as to how can I look at this thing that I'm doing and what do I do, step one, to make it better, step two, to make it better. Right. So Disney. What's the checklist that I need? Walt Disney, Mr. Walt Disney, uh, used to have this expression called a plus, plusing it, plus it. So whenever one of his animators or storyboarders or people who were writing this stuff would do something, he would look at it and he would say, that's really good, plus it. Meaning, <laughs> cool. add one to it. Do something even better than that. Never yeah. rest because it's never good enough. Right. Every, I could... You know how much time we spent in this stupid studio building it the way it is right now? And I could make you <laughs> a list right now yeah. of probably 50 things just that I see right now. 50 things that are wrong with this. Yeah. 
50 things that are unsatisfactory, 50 things that are subpar, piss poor, and that I really want to improve. <laughs> Whose fault is it? It's my fault. It's my fault that they're not perfect. Gosh, are you really that tired? Can what? you go lay down? I go don't get out, lay down. Lay down. We have a Casper mattress in there. Go lay on the Casper. We do. I'm not laying on the Casper. The fifth yawn in a row she's doing fifth? over there. I've then, counted. Then it's my, it's my posture then. Did you know posture affects yawning? Yeah, that's why I stand straight. I need to move my mic up now. There. Okay, we'll see. Boom. We'll see. I'm watching you. Not in a weird way. <laughs> and I think that people often forget that there's always that room for improvement. Good enough is never good enough. Like... At, 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 at no point have I ever felt, ever felt that what I was doing was good enough, ever. Or I mean, maybe it was good enough, but good enough isn't good enough. It has to be better. There's always a way to make it better. At some point you need to say, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. I have to stop because I don't have any more time or this thing needs to get out or I'm just holding it back because I want it to be perfect. It'll never be perfect. I'm not saying you're going to make everything perfect, but I just, I see room for improvement in everything and everything that I do all around. That doesn't mean that I don't appreciate things. It doesn't mean that I don't enjoy the things that are done. I do. And I definitely understand the concept of saying, okay, you know what? Enough. But that doesn't mean I couldn't have made it better. And was that a yawn? No, no, I was about was to sneeze. Something. something. <laughs> I was about to sneeze. It's, that's almost the same thing as a yawn. It's not. It's really not. Once you achieve success after starting something, how do you continue to improve and make it better? Mike Paul. I, I just don't. These I don't, questions. Success. Success. What is success? How do you fi- define Success. Does that mean you're making money? Does it mean you're super rich? If you gave me, all of a sudden today, somebody shows up and says, Dan, listen, I like what you did over there at 5 by 5 Here's a check for $100 million. Because the reason I say $100 million is <laughs> that's more money than I can possibly even, $10 million? I could spend $10 million easily. I know you in, could. In a couple weeks. <laughs> But a hundred million, I wouldn't even leave the city. Right. That's just here. That's just, just here, here in, in the office. Yeah. In the office, I could spend 10, but a hundred million dollars. That's unthinkable to me. Like I, that's, that's so beyond, right? Yeah. Okay. hundred million dollars. Somebody writes me out a check. Here's a hundred million bucks. You don't have to work again. Your kids don't have to work again. Your grandkids don't have to work again, et cetera. And they can all live the big life. I'd come in tomorrow working. I wouldn't take time off. I might take time off, you know, around Christmas time. But I wouldn't take tomorrow off. Unless I was sick or something. Well, tomorrow's Saturday. I'm working tomorrow. <laughs> Are you not coming in? Uh, yeah. Okay. But, you know, the whole point is, for me, I'm, I mean, yes, this is how I make money. But, I mean, I like, I like this and I like working and I like doing things that are creative. I'm not saying that if I had a hundred million dollars that I would do things the way that I do them now. I'd throw some money uh, into this. I'd hire some more people. I'm, you know, that'd be the first thing. Get better lighting in this room. (laughs) Right. Not have a $5 Walmart lamp. Yeah. But I would still want to do something. I would still want to do something creative. We probably wouldn't need sponsors anymore. Even though I love our sponsors, love Harry's. 
But you know what I'm saying? Like I would, I would change a lot of the things that I'm doing, but I'm not the kind of person who's like, oh, I'm just going to go sit, you know, sit on the beach now. I don't want to do that. Right. I like to create. That stresses I like you to, out. Right. You can I have like to minimal be productive. resting, but you, you like so to I don't know what, stay moving like a shark. You're like a shark. Achieving success for me, what I'm going to do then is I'm going to look back and say, here's what I did wrong. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I could do better next time. Here's the thing that I can work toward accomplishing. Here's the next goal. I just have goal after goal after goal for myself. Yep. And if I miss one of those goals, then I then I I'm 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 even more ready to do the next one, Mike Paul. Joe uh Kai Kayati? Kayati, I think is how you say it. He's the one it. putting little Santa hats on everyone's avatar. He says topic balancing consuming great content with creating your own great content. This is another thing I don't understand. People have all the time in the world. They're always watching stuff. They're always, uh, yeah. they're always consuming. I, I barely have time to read an article on the internet. I don't know. Where do people get all this I know, time? I feel so behind all the time. Where do people have all this time that, they, that they're worried about consuming instead of creating? Just turn the TV off. <laughs> right. Like if, if the TV's distracting you, and you spend too much time watching TV, turn, have, turn it off. Yeah, call the cable company and remove it. You know, if, if you eat too much potato chips, then don't buy any more potato chips. And you will quickly stop eating too many of them. Don't have them in your house. If you're eating, if you're snagging too much and, you, and there's food there, then don't put the food there. Because if you know you can't control yourself around a bag of potato chips then don't buy it so it's not in your house so that when you get home from work and you're standing there over your sink thinking, what the heck am I going to eat tonight? Buy something you don't else just instead. get a bag of potato chips. I don't get, I don't, and Joe's not unmotivated. Look what he did. He put little Santa hats on everyone's avatar. He's got time avatar. too. Consuming great content. Now he's not, I know he's not talking about podcasts. No, he's not. No, because I think it's everybody like has time Tumblr. to listen to podcasts. Everyone has time to listen to podcasts. There's too much content, Hattie. There is too much stuff out there. Yeah. There's too much stuff out there. I always feel like I, I feel like I don't consume enough content and I want, I want to consume more. What kind of content do you want to consume? Everything. I want to listen to more podcasts. I want to read more books. I want to learn more things. I want to read more in the news. I want to discover new things. I want to look at more pictures. Of lot of lots of lots of things, but I don't have time. That's the problem. Yeah. I don't know. You know, you start something like this podcast method uh, podcast that I did. I have no idea if this will be popular or not. I think it will. I have no idea if it'll be popular or not. Oh, it'll wind up in new and noteworthy on iTunes. I guarantee that. Because pretty much any new show that, that comes out will wind up there. On that show, I will be explaining. I will be explaining how shows wind up on, uh, on in iTunes. Oh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to talk secret, about all secret, of it. Secret tricks. The Inside internet. data. Day's Work. It's our second sponsor. It's a new way to track time and send invoices for freelancers and small companies. It's so cool. Dan, you know who did this? Did you do this? No. Andy Mangold did this. Mangold. Mangold. 
He's the it, host of On the Grid. On the Grid. It was designed and built by a small company. In other words, Andy Mangold. He was bummed out by other time trackers. So if you're a freelancer, okay, or you work in a small company, you should check this out. Visual and interactive timeline. That's so cool. It's a fast way to record what you've worked on and make sure you don't forget to fill in time. Because you always forget. What did I work on? Huh? What did I, work? I don't remember. You give every member of your organization their own account. There's no limits. You control who can see and manage financials with admin and non-admin roles. It even has international support. You can choose currency. You do 12 or 24-hour clock, preferred number formatting, all the stuff that makes us work well with your team. You can even create your own custom uh, edit, editable invoice template. Individual invoices for complete control, everything. It's all there. And of course, they're secured with SSL because you, you want to protect your payment information. You want to protect your business information. It's like, well, overall, this is the way I want you to think of this, okay? It's the simplest and easiest way to organize your clients and keep track of your business. And right now you can sign up for a free trial for 30 days. I love this when they don't make you do a credit card. Nobody wants to put that in. No credit card required. Nothing to lose. And, uh, you know, fellow 5 by 5 host, Andy Mangold, helped create this. They're doing a special discount just for 5 by 5 listeners. The URL you're going to go to at dayswork.co. I love the .co. Me too. That's really nice. Dayswork.co slash join slash grit. And you'll get 20% off both the monthly and the yearly plans. A lot of the time they do just the year ones. He's doing the, the monthly ones too. So again, the URL to go to. Check this out. It's really good. And you'll be supporting a 5x5 host and a really, really great piece of software. Dayswork.co slash join slash quit. Grit. Go there. Check them out. Thanks to Andy and Day's Work for making uh, this oh, episode possible. Is it all him work. or is, is he... Uh, is he uh, Part of a team? He's part, part of a team. team. Okay. Not just him. No. But how's that for an answer to your question? How do you get attention to it? Spend money. You yeah. know who spends money? You know who spends money? Jordan Cooper spends money. Yes, he does. He says, you know what? I'm doing a podcast that right now has eight listeners. I don't like that it only has eight listeners, says Jordan. I'm going to uh, go and promote this thing. And I'm going to spend money that maybe he doesn't have. I don't know. Comics don't make much money, do they? Unless they're big. You're either like... Chris Rock. Right. Or, or, or you're like working a crappy comedy club and uh, leaning on your wife to support you. I would agree with that. And he takes his wife's money <laughs> and he spends it on, uh, on promoting his podcast, but he's increasing listeners. Listen, I want to talk about something else. We've had shows. I don't want to say which shows, but we were just looking at some numbers, Hattie. Yes, we were. And I don't want to say which show. We've had a few shows join 5 by 5 recently. Tripled oh, yeah. their download numbers. Tripled. Yep. In, what, a month? Yep, month, this, month, two months. So there is a value to having, to having, you know, that kind of infrastructure. Well, look at GitHub. If you're a software developer... Put your code on GitHub and get people interested in it. Get people to contribute to it. Get it to be a project that's going to get some exposure. Because what I always hear people asking, how do I do this? How do I do that? The question is always comes down to the same answer, the exposure title. Exposure. It's all about exposure. How do you get that? Show what you're working on to more people. Get more people involved. Instead of having that me, 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 be like right. us. Open you know? it up. Open it up. 
get more people in, involved in what you're doing and share it and get, get people involved in it. That's the way to do it. The more that, you know, and, and it's sometimes like I'll, I'll follow, so I follow Gary uh, Vaynerchuk on uh, Twitter and I'll notice that he does something that I feel like he gets away with it in a way that somehow I feel like I couldn't get away with it. But when I've tried it, it worked. You want to hear about this? There's a very subtle, acceptable limit to what I'm about to say. Okay. Very subtle. Okay. He does it, but I feel like not everyone can do it. And certainly you can't do it too much. Self-promotion. The way he does self-promotion, it's never, I'm great. I'm awesome. It's more like he'll ask a question, not a link bait kind of question, no. but he'll ask a question. Have you ever wondered X? And then you find yourself going, and then you'll, I you know, kind of have wondered that. I talk about that in this episode of my, he, this is a guy who makes a podcast, doesn't listen to podcasts. He makes a podcast <laughs> and, and people will click that and they'll go and they'll watch his, you know, 10 minute podcast thing. And that's great. He does it, but then he'll promote it again, kind of in a different way. Did you miss my last episode? It came out last week or did you miss this thing? He's now promoted it a second time in a different way. Right. And not, then not repetitive, not repetitive, but he's still brilliant. And then in the third one, He'll be like, I think this was the best episode I've done yet, Link. Now, before I ever saw him do that, I used to, to tweet about the episodes I've done. And it's funny because on the times that I've said, I think this was my best episode of Grit yet, or I think this was our funniest frequency ever, or, you know, I've never heard Merlin uh, make such a great point on Back to Work or whatever I, I would say. When I promote it that way, People are more likely to retweet it yep. and the episode will get more downloads. But what, what you need to do is you need to, to help people understand why this thing that you're working on is important. You need to help people understand why they should bother. We had three calls on there and I took too long and they're all gone. Call back, everyone. I don't understand that. I told that people I told are so that. impatient. I know. understand people anymore i don't get them chat room i'm looking at the chat room you can ask your questions there howard chicken says question <laughs> from a few weeks ago new leadership is grafted in above you and ruins the job you used to like now what asking for a friend <sighs> yeah because a big part of your job is your boss and your coworkers, isn't it if you're not a developer or a designer or a writer sitting alone in your uh, in your own home, to you know, working by yourself, not communicating with other people, you know, a big part of what you do is your job. A big part of of your happiness at work, and that's what we all want. We just want to be happy. A big part of your happiness at work is actually your boss and how you interact with them and what, what projects they put you on and how they reward you for the work that you've done, how they ask you to do work. The words that Howard Chicken said in the chat room, <laughs> new leadership is grafted in above you and ruins the job you used to like. Now what? Well, is the leadership directly above you or is it way above you? 
See, a lot of the time, I remember a big company I used to work for, a real big company. We used to get people who came in and they would, uh, you know, like the director would change or the VP would change and come in the VP. I'm not going to be, uh, you know, I'm not going to work the way that the, uh, the old VP worked. Uh, I've got a, I've got a whole different game, the, the way I play. And, uh, I want you to be part of it. I want you to be part of my team. And, uh, yeah, we're going to do things different here. You can come, you can come to me. My door is always open, even though I'm in uh, Cincinnati and you're in Florida. Uh, my door is always open. I want to hear from you individually. That's never true. And right, that lasts for the, the one day that they, the one day that they're, they're their there. first day. And, and then they're gone. They go back to their own office in a different city. You never hear from them again until the new VP replaces the old VP. But in the meantime, they cancel all the good policies, all the things that, you know, I remember one place they, they were going to start letting some people telecommute. It was especially beneficial for people who, you know, we had a, we had a big office and it was crazy. And a lot of the people on that team were writers. And the writers were saying, look, you know, like I've got two kids. Would it be possible for me to, you know, I could do some like writing in the day, writing in the evening. I'll still put in my time. But, you know, it would be great if I could like pick up my kid from school and spend a couple hours with them. And and so they were putting in this telecommuting plan that was going to be really, really helpful to people with families and things like that. And uh, they let the first couple people start doing it. And it was a success. It was going great. And then they wanted to, uh, they wanted to extend it out. VP came in and said, nope, nobody else is telecommuting. That's it. And in fact, the people who are telecommuting now, even though it was only two days a week, that has to go down until there's no telecommuting within three months. Wow. They just didn't like it. They just didn't like it, Addie. But if it was working, why didn't they like it? Howard Chicken says, for what it's worth in this case, this is leadership two levels directly above me, instituted policies that handcuff us and make it impossible to get anything meaningful done. To which K. Shep says, ahem, you mean two levels above your friend. So, huh. you know, in that situation, what can you do? Well, I've got to, Howard, I've got to know more about your situation. Can your you, friend's can situation. You, yeah. Can you, can he, she afford to quit? Can they afford to take the risk of going to their boss, their direct boss and say, hey, you know what? This, these changes, I'm not cool with them and I'm unhappy and, uh, and I want to, you know, I want to, I want to let it be known that I'm unhappy. There's nothing that, you know, if they're going to fire you and they're sitting there looking for a reason to fire you, you, better get it over with. Just get it over with. If you think you're about to be fired and you're unhappy, just share it. And they fire you, you take your, you take your severance and start something awesome. Right. But if you can't afford to be fired, if you can't afford to be let go, if you can't afford to go out on your own at that moment. Ben Olson says, can they afford not to bring it up? I think you have to bring it up. I think you have to go and say that th- these changes make you unhappy. Why not? You know, if I took away the coffee maker, I know some very unhappy people around here. <laughs> Why did you take away the coffee maker, Dan? Oh, I just wanted to take it away. Uh, take it take it home. Yeah, I wanted to take it home. Well, okay, but I depended on the coffee maker here, Dan. Uh, can you please bring it back? Oh, I didn't know you even used it. Well, yeah, I use it every day. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll bring it back. Now, it's your boss's job to keep you happy. You You do the work that your boss assigns you to do, and in return, they keep you happy. That's their and job. To make a good environment and That's all That's their that. job, Hattie. Yeah. Is to make you happy. 
Yeah, and the time Aaron was here, Aaron says I'd be gone in the coffee comment. Yeah, he would. He was here for he was here for an hour. He drank three cups of coffee. Also, it was like five o'clock. No, it was later than that. It was later than it was like that. Like six, seven. What's wrong with him? Never seen someone drink so much coffee in such a short period of time. Period of time. Why are you drinking up? It's very <laughs> odd. But you know, it's your boss's job to help you. Which this person would call in? Chickens. Chickens. If you think it can't get you, here's what you do. Here's the order that you do it. You go to your boss and you say, listen, I got to let you know, I don't like these changes. I'm unhappy with it. This is not a threat. You know, you're not, make it clear you're not threatening them to leave or anything like that. You're just going in and saying, I, I'm not happy with these changes. The boss will probably say one of three things. Either one, yeah, I don't like it either. We got to deal with it. Suck it up, dude. Right. Or that my higher up said yeah, like, to do that's that. The way so it it's is. not even me. So that's the way it is. Or they'll say, you know what? I don't like it either. Or I hear your complaint. I will take it up with them. The next time that we meet, that'll be next week. I will take it up with them and I'll let them know that, uh, that it's no good. Or a third one is they're going to say, grow up, deal with it or quit, get out. If it's the first or the third, start looking for a new job. If it's the second one, wait and see what happens. Because if you don't speak up, then maybe nobody knows. Maybe they think it's okay. I'm always surprised by people who just, well, I guess that's the way it is now. I guess that's just what I got to do. Well, that's not the right attitude to have. I'm not saying, you know. You have influence on yes, things. Yes, you do. And your boss owes it to you. And if your boss doesn't want to acknowledge it or doesn't want to hear about it, or, you know, tries to usher you out the door, then uh, then you don't want to work there anyway. Howard Chicken says uh, he would love to call him, but it'd take a full show to give the explanation. Well, apparently we have, we have a full show here. Yeah. This would be the show to be give the, show the full explanation. <laughs> a huster says some people don't like to stir the pot. Well, I understand that. Like non-confrontational people? Yeah, I, I mean, it, but it's not stirring the pot if you're unhappy and you're, you're, you're unhappy and you don't want to work there anymore. They, you're not stirring the pot then, are you? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I mean, I, I, as an employer, if my employees or, or employee is unhappy about something going on here, I would like to know about it because it's my duty to fix that if I can. There's certain things I going to be able to say, I'm sorry, that's just not fixable. And I mean, I've been in that middle management role. I've been in that role where I had my boss saying, this is how it's got to be, Dan. You got to get your employees in line with it. You got to get buy-in from your employees on this. You got you to express to them that this is how it's going to be. I said, well, they're not going to like that. They're not going to do that. Well, it's your job to make sure they do it. I've had that said to me too. You better make them do it. Because you're in trouble if they don't. Well, that sucks for me. Right. Now you are the bad guy. <laughs> but, you know, I want to I see if I can get my, uh, my employees happy. I want to make them happy. You know what I mean? That's the whole goal is to make them happy. Well, I'm happy. Well, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? That's, that should be your boss's priority. That should be your boss's main priority. Another yawn. 
I'm yawning. Mm-hmm. Just gasping for Jackal, air. Jackal 8004 <laughs> says, I'll call in if you promise to answer. Yeah, I was going to answer. I was about to get to the calls. We had three calls. They all hung up. Call in. K Shep, quote, the only hope you have is to accept the fact that you're already dead. The sooner you accept that, the sooner you'll be able to function as a soldier is supposed to function without mercy, without compassion, without remorse. All war depends upon it. My gosh. That's from Band of Brothers, apparently. Never seen that show. No interest. I think it's a movie. I thought it was a show, Band of Brothers. I don't know. I think it's a show. I don't know anymore. Jackal 8004 says, what's the number? Well, I'll tell you. It's 512-518-5714. Are you watching the calls right now? Yeah, I'm watching them now. You know, but that's the thing is that when, when somebody comes into a place, when they invite you to come and work there, they're including you. Yep. They're saying, join this team of people. And we're not hiring you to just do what we say. I mean, yeah, in an in a entry-level job then they're, they're definitely hiring you to just do what, do what you say. If you get to work for as a bag boy at Publix like I did, like they just want you to do what they say. But if you're hired in a professional situation, they're not bringing you in to have you just be a robot. They want to make the place better. And if you're unhappy, you've got to let them know, especially if you've been there for a while. Keshep says I was missing the context. I still like the quote. I think this is the person who was asking if I would answer their call. The jackal? Yeah. Who's this? Hey, it's Sean McCabe. Oh. Ah, I, uh, I was... Unnamed jackal. I was uh, the unnamed jackal. I was wondering, what was what is your deal giving up all your subscribers to your YouTube channel like that? Oh, well, well thank, thank you for the warm welcome. First time gritter here. Yeah. Um, Sean McCabe, for people... your last show. For people who don't know. For people who don't know who Sean is. I love Angry Dan. Yay. <laughs> Do you? I got very angry on that episode. Oh, no, I loved it. I, I love the podcast. Why are you it, giving it up your YouTube? Why would you give up your YouTube listeners, uh, viewers like that? Do is to release it on the, why make a new one? You've got thou, three, two, three thousand <laughs> people subscribed. Oh, I'm going to make a new one. You're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about the audience thing. You don't want to abandon your audience and leave everything you've built. It, it doesn't make sense. You, you wouldn't want to suddenly decide, oh, hey, I'm making a new domain on a new channel because I like the name and I, I want to start fresh. Like you said, that's a, that's a total artist thing and it doesn't make business sense. Yeah. So I just, I want to, I want to say you're right. It's, it's not, it's not 1,000 people as in the number one, zero, zero, zero. That's 1,000 people. That's real live human beings Humans. who are interested enough in what you're doing that they subscribe. And so I, I want to say, first of all, that I completely understand what you're saying. And from the outside, I know it really does sound crazy to start a new channel, but here's the reason I started. All right. The thing is, for the past year, I've been making a shift. I, I, had, I had success with client work in lettering, and I was working with a big brand, charging five-figure rates, selling physical products with my artworks. I mean, we still have, we have orders every day coming in for physical products, but as well as this all was doing, for as many people as were buying my physical products, what I realized is the majority of my audience wanted to learn how to do what I was doing. And so I decided to phase out of client work. I decided, you know, the last client I took on was spring of 2013. And since then, I produced and launched 
my learn lettering courses, and it was phenomenally successful. I mean, it was six figures in the first three days. It, it was ridiculous. And and basically that brings me to now. So I know this is this is the, where everything sounds crazy, but basically I, I made a very good living with client work and products and teaching. And now I want to help other people do the same. I want them to know that doing what they love and making a living at some crazy niche thing like hand lettering. Who does who does hand lettering? You know, I, I want to know. I want to let them know that this is possible, and I want to help them. And when it comes to YouTube, the channel that I had was Sean West Lettering. Because my primary focus was lettering videos. I, I'm, I'm now talking about business-related things, you know, growing your audience, email marketing, design, branding, clients, all that stuff. And YouTube, they don't let you change your handle. And so the mm-hmm. reason for starting a new channel called Sean West TV is it was less about, I, this, I know this sounds weird at first, but it was less about keeping a couple thousand subscribers who followed me for lettering and more about the 50,000 people in the future that won't be as inclined to subscribe to my business related videos because the channel says lettering. Okay. I totally approve of that then, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I want to roll back for a second here. Six figures on in one day. No, three days. The first day. Three days. Okay. Okay. Fine. Six figures in three days. Yeah. That's unprecedented, Sean. See that I know, like Dan. This is this is what's crazy. I, I, I yes, it, it's a it's an uncanny hybrid. Most people that are artists, they don't have the business knowledge. Most people that are business savvy, they're not artistic. Like this is it's it's unprecedented. And so I realized there was a bigger opportunity here because I I'm, I made this happen with some very specific thing. I'm not one of those guys that's like I I'm going to teach you how to make living. Make your living online and make money online. And the way I do it is by teaching you to make money online. Right. I like I have this real life case study as a, as an artist, and it's like I want to help people with this. You know, I, I want to help people realize that they can do the same thing with what, whatever they're passionate about. And and I launched that that new channel. I launched it, and it's already over a thousand subscribers. I can't. I'm still. I'm still hung up on this six figures. And t- I'm in the wrong business. I think. Six figures in three days. So what to tell people about, not that, not, you know, you should be buying a sponsorship yeah. for crying out loud, but <laughs> tell people what you do because not everybody in, in the audience knows what you do. Okay. I, I started doing lettering. My background's in design. I, you know, I had a computer repair business and I had a web firm that I ran for a few years. And in, in my nights and weekends, I started doing hand lettering stuff, just drawing letters. You know, I was doing that every day for a couple of years, just in my nights and weekends. And people started to notice. I mean, it, 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 emphasis on the two years part. I was doing this in my nights and weekends for two years before I got any recognition. And then people started picking up on it. They started asking for, you know, custom work. And, hey, can I get your artwork on prints and T-shirts? And so I'm already making money from my day job. You know, I'm making money from the web firm. I was paying my bills. I didn't need the money from client work. So I worked for clients and just I saved that money and I put it into products started making t-shirts and prints and all of that. So that was going well. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a big apparel business. I'll sell a bunch of shirts and get them in all the stores, all the great stores, you know? And then <laughs> I realized most people pause for laughter. I got to, I got to practice that part. Uh-huh. Shout out to Aaron Dowd. He told me you guys were live. Oh I yeah. Love that guy. Aaron's great. He drank all our coffee. Yep. But not in a short <laughs> way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it, what I realized is, it, as well as the physical products we're doing, people wanted to learn how to do what I did. So I saved up money. I say I worked 
super hard. I mean, I took on tons of work. I overworked myself and saved up money to the point where I could, I could afford to take off six months from work and produce these courses. Right. So it, it was a matter from, from that point, it was a matter of, you know, I put up a guide on my site to help people, you know, learn lettering, just the introductory little guide thing is up on the site. Most people, they, they have you, you know, sign up for my email list and get this. And I didn't, I didn't even know about email marketing. I didn't have a list until 2013. I just put it up on my site on a page and it ended up working really well because people link to that. They're not going to link to your email signup form. You got to put something valuable up there. You know, you don't have a track record yet. You got to provide value to people. So I put this up there and it started getting a bunch of links. And so Google's like, I love this. You know, all these links are pointing to this. It must be great. And so when I eventually launched the course, I replaced the page that had the free guide that everyone was already linking to. I replaced it with the course. I just think it's great. I think it's so good. What smart. you did is is so smart. You did it the right way. You saved up your money. You got yourself ready to do it. You took the time off. You did it right. And look at that. Look, you followed the grit, he uh, followed the, the he grit did, quit method. He did. <laughs> but he figured it out himself. Oh, yeah. Oh, can I give you? Can I give you some good news? Can can we? I don't know if you still do this in the legacy spirit of of quit, like ringing the bell. But my wife quit her corporate stooge job, and this is her first week working for me. Oh man! Yeah. So she works for you. I got to find the bell on my my soundboard here. But yeah, I think I have a bell. <laughs> I think I have a bell to ring in here because my real someone came and took my real bell out of here, Hattie. I have it. Where is it? It's in your office. I've been looking. I've been looking everywhere for that. You sent I wanted it away. To ring you it on, get it all out of the office. Here we go. Yeah. See, I was too quiet. I mean, but there we go. Yeah, so excited. That's, That's awesome. awesome. So awesome. Okay, so this is great. You're like the poster child for what people need to do. And this is the thing I love to hear about. But how did you get the exposure? Because that's what we're talking about this episode, it seems. How did you go from being like a guy who did hand lettering and had some pretty cool t-shirts? I've got a couple of them. And did some cool coasters and like had companies paying you to do a really cool hand lettered sign or, you know, logo. How did you go from that to now I, I'm, you know, teaching people how to do this stuff and making six figures doing it enough that, you know, my significant other can now join me and work with me. Like, how did you get the exposure? Because I guarantee you, Sean, I guarantee you that there are other people who can do well, hand lettering and they're sitting at home right now, probably not listening to you on this show. And they're sitting there doing really good hand lettering and they didn't come out with courses and they didn't clean up over three days enough to know that I guess I'm doing the right thing. I'm going to keep doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like how, how did you get the exposure? Because it seems like a lot of people know who you are, probably because you do good work. But that's very different from launching a successful enterprise like this that you've done. Well, I'll tell you the, the very clear inflection point in my exposure online was when I started curating what I was posting online. Because previously, when I was doing lettering in the beginning, when I had the web firm job, I was doing, I was doing all kinds of design at the web firm. I was doing logo design, interface design video production, animation, like various interfaces and icons. And 
I, you know, I used to post that kind of stuff on Twitter and dribble and whatever portfolio sites. Here's what I'm working on. This is what I'm working on right now. And then I just, I'm then just post it, you know, put a tweet out. I, I checked in the Starbucks. Like people don't, they, they don't want all this mixed bag of stuff. Like may, maybe once you're known, then people are interested kind of like once you hit that celebrity status, people want to know when you're doing all this stuff. But before that, you, you gotta like, you, you gotta tell people what you're about because they can't process the complexity of all the things you get at. The way I say it is you can't, they can't process the, the complexity of your awesomeness. Yeah. They can't process all of the things you can do. You have to simplify it for them because here's the reality of it. They're going to put you in a box because they can't, they can't process everyone. So they have to put you in a box. That's not something you can control, but you can control what kind of a box that they put you in by the things that you're posting and by the things that you're sharing. And so at one point I started to just post my lettering work. I was still doing all kinds of design at the web firm, but I only posted the lettering work. And I, I do have to emphasize that it, there was that two year period of almost every day posting this. It does not happen overnight, but eventually people started to think of me as that lettering guy, you know, and they started emailing me and asking questions. Eventually it was five, six, seven emails a day. People saying, how do I get into this? How do I get started? And everything else was just a, a response to that. How long did that take, do you think, before you established yourself as the lettering guy? I mean, it, probably two to three years. I mean, that's so, in other words, the, in other words, doing that every day for years, showing up every day for years is how you have to do something like that. It's not going to happen overnight, even if you're awesome. And by the way, yeah. you're like the best lettering person that I, I've ever yeah. met. <laughs> I mean, just hands down, but you could be the best lettering person in the whole world and never get anywhere with it. It's through hard work. Again, I'll point at my friend who runs on crate five posts a day, five days a week for years. That's how he built on crate. That's the secret, the secret to making an amazing website. At least back then show up every day, do the same thing consistently every day, five posts a day, five great things a day, five days a week, every week every year for years and you too will have a site that does whatever 10 million uniques a day or whatever it is month. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like that, like, like how often do you hear from somebody who says, well, no, my success didn't come through a hard work. I just showed up. That almost never happens. But you see, it seems like people just show up because they've been working so hard that they finally, there's some kind of, uh, event horizon, right? There's some kind of event horizon that people cross that takes them from a person doing this one thing to a person doing this one thing that everybody now associates with that one thing. When you think of lettering, you think of Sean. When you think of wine, you think of Gary. And when you mm -hmm. think, and you know, to, although he probably doesn't like it, when you think of productivity or inbox zero, like you think of Merlin, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? What happens, you know, to get you to that point, lots and lots and lots of hard work consistently over a long period of time. Re-emphasizing that that's what you're doing and right. that's what you're working on. And I, you know what? I think people are afraid of that, Sean, in a way, because I think the people who just sort of followed you because they thought you were a cool guy or whatever are like, why is he always posting this lettering crap? I don't care about lettering. I don't care if he's good at it. Like th those people will go away. You'll mm -hmm. You will lose those people. But those good riddance. But yeah, good riddance because the crowd 
that does want to see the lettering stuff is, as you have proven, huge. But that's such a great answer, Sean, because I think it addresses how do you build up attention? Well, it's going to take time, but you talk about it. You know, I can tell you this. Uh, ever since I started talking more about podcasting, for example, sharing more information about it, talking to people about it, I know that there are people who are like, God, I, I so don't want to hear Dan talk about this anymore. Like I'm so overhearing about podcasting. But the download numbers are up. I have more yep. Twitter followers. I have more people asking questions. I have more Patreon supporters. So what that says is that there are people who want to know about it. It may not be the people who were with me before, but there are new people who are saying, oh, right, Dan's the podcast guy. The same way they're saying Sean's the lettering guy. Or, you know, like it's not bad because what you're doing and, and you, you hit the nail on the head when you said it. People are going to put you in a box, but you, you, can, you can help define that box that they put you in mm-hmm. and, and make it be the box that you want to be in, right? You're, you're dead on, and I, I think you're, you're also hitting on something that really scares people because they're like, well, if I'm only going to post about this one thing, not only am I going to turn off all of these other people that aren't interested in it, but I feel like I'm limiting my audience. I want to reach all the people. I want to reach all of my followers. And the thing is, like, if you try and reach everyone, you're not going to reach anyone. And the beauty of being able to reach a core audience for one specific thing is you're not limited to that one thing for the rest of your life. You're just giving people an entrance point. You're giving them something tangible, a handle that they can grasp. And those people, they will follow you to the next thing. But they have to have that one thing in the beginning. See, now people that, that, that know, they know you, some people have followed you and listened to your shows from way back when. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's been all kinds of different shows, but they still continue to follow you to the next thing, no matter what it is, because they had that nice little entrance point. Yeah. And you're right about that. And I think, I think defining, you know, it, I'm trying, I was trying to think of, of an actor. Uh, and the first one that popped into my mind when I thought about this was Bill Murray, because for years and years, this is a guy who was doing, you know, stand-up comedy, comedy, that kind of, I don't know how much stand-up, but comedy, comedic acting, you know, got his break with Saturday Night Live. And for years and years, he's comedic actor, comedic actor, comedic actor. And he's an incredibly funny, great comedic actor. But some of my favorite roles are the roles where he was playing a more serious role. And he's one of those actors who has transitioned from whatever it was that he started with. Oh, he's that funny guy on Saturday Night Live to like, you know, I cried in that scene when he was in Rushmore meeting the dad. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like he, he has so much more than just that one thing. I don't think anybody thinks today of Bill Murray as like, oh, he's like that comedic actor. Like, yeah, he's a comedic actor, but he does these other things. And I, I don't, I think people are often worried about that too. Like, oh, if, you know, if my Twitter handle is uh, Dan Podcast Man, I'm kind of locking in myself into that. Right. But if it's just Dan <laughs> Benjamin, you know what I mean? Or if it's... And what you put out there is podcast related. Right. Then, then it, can, it, can, it can change. It can transition into, into something else. And, you know, the, people always talk about building a personal brand, but I think this is different than that. I think this is more building a body of work, you know, building something that, that people can 
uh, fine and, and associate with. And it, uh, it really, but it really does help people because, and Hattie, what's the name of that chat room? What's the name of that thing that, that defines how many people you can know as a friend or like how many people, a, a, there's some oh, limit oh, on um, how many human beings, a single human being can know. And as soon as you start to get across that threshold of whatever that number is, when you meet people or that you, you don't really meet, but you see online. Dunbar's number? Yeah, Dunbar's number. Thank okay. you. Uh, when you, and what is Dunbar's number, by uh, the way? Dunbar's number, it is, it's a suggested cognitive limit to the number of people with whom one can maintain stable social relationships. These are relationships in which an individual knows who each person is and how each person relates to every other person. Uh, and I believe that the number is between 100 and 250. See, I, I've heard so that before. I think, 150 that's, is I think that's the, unreasonable. I, I don't think that it's possible for one person to truly know 150 other people. I mean, but I'm not a scientist. I'm not Mr. Dunbar or Mrs. Dunbar. Okay, but when you when you know people like Sean, you and I've met in person several times. Uh, yeah. But there are a lot of people who don't know you in person. Maybe they've seen your videos. Maybe they've heard heard your podcast. Maybe they've just seen your work. They are not going to have the same kind of connection that that a person who knows you, like Aaron, like you and Aaron, or like buds, and like you hang out and stuff. But. You know, there's a lot of people who just sort of know you as, as that guy, the lettering guy. Well, that helps them to remember who you are. Oh, Sean, who's he? Oh, he's the hand lettering guy. Oh, right. Yeah, the hand lettering guy. You know, I used, that, to, be, I used to be the so mice. No, oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I was going to say, it scares me so much because I was like, well, what if I want to grow beyond this? What if I, what if I don't want to be the lettering guy anymore? That's what everyone knows me for. And it's like, great. How can I teach people about business if I have this lettering thing and it's also terrible? And then I realized it, exactly what you said. It gives people that that handle. It's it's it. This is the lettering guy who made it with his course and and did the six figures in three day launch. And right. now he's helping other people learn how to how to do that kind of thing. It's exactly what they need. You know, because now to me, you're not going to be like Sean the lettering guy. You're going to be like Sean the lettering guy that made a hundred grand in three days. You know, or maybe it's more, you know, but that, but like that change, that changes as you change. And I think there's a lot of people out there who, when I, you know, like when I meet them or talk to them again, and I was talking to, to Merlin about this on this week's back to work where it's so prevalent here, especially in America. I think it's different in other countries. Hattie, you've, you've told me this is different when you visited the UK that here in America, you meet someone, Oh, Hey Hattie, uh, nice to meet you. What do you do? And so I'm, you know, right. I'm sales director at a podcast network. Oh, really? That's neat. Whereas you were saying in like the UK, it's different. Like they don't, they don't want to talk about their jobs so much. Uh, not as much. Um, I don't know. That's not really, I wouldn't say that. Someone told me that. This is that way in Europe. The UK is not really part of Europe. Right. That's the United Kingdom. Right. It's a different thing. They don't want to be part of Europe. Right, but they're not they're not defined by their job, I think the is way, what you're the saying. The way that right. we in America tend to be defined by their job. Right. I am this. I am this job thing that I do. Right. And so I think I think we're we're almost hesitant to kind of like uh, uh, announce that we're attached to something. You know, even if it's something so we love judged, and, and doing. I feel like. Right. But like I I think it's perfectly fine 
to do something and do something well and to become known for that thing. And people often joke with me. They're like, Dan, nobody's going to remember you or a podcast or five by five. They're going to remember bacon method. This is an Heidi's yawning again. I'm just going to call <laughs> you out every time. How many times have I yawned today? And this is zero. My, this is my yawning zero. time. You've yawned. I think it was seven times in this room. Is this show that boring? It's not boring. Oh at my all. God. Did you my know own that employee, yawning has nothing to do em- with single employee. being bored? It's a yeah, lack I, of- I think you just it, made that up. No, it's a lack of oxygen to the brain. But why are you getting a lack of oxygen? Because I'm sitting wrong and I'm cold. It's very warm in here. I'm not warm. Do you have a, get a little shawl or something? A prayer shawl. <laughs> but I just, I think it's so important that, 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 we give people something to kind of attach us to, you know, like my friend uh, in, in, uh, in Atlanta. Um, I think of him as like, he's like the cool photographer guy. Well, photography is probably an eighth of what he does professionally, you know, but that's what I know him as. And like that, that's a connection that I can have with him. People want to make that connection with you. It's not so much about creating a personal brand as much as it is, like you were saying, creating uh, creating work that you do and giving giving people a way to connect with you. So, what's next for you? What are you doing next? What's your big your big thing? Well, the big thing right now is doing a daily video show. So, I, I hired my brother full time and my wife full time. He's producing the video show, and I, I, basically, it's kind of a long term play, just getting people used to. Uh, me on video and providing more value. And I'm switching to doing business courses next. So, you know, I've done the client work thing. Now I want to help other people price on value. So I'm going to do a course on value-based pricing. So helping people charge, not just, you know, this is my hourly rate, pay me for, you know, the money that I'm making now, but pricing on the value that you're creating for clients. It's the example of, you know, you do a logo, say you're a designer, you do a logo for a mom and pop shop. And, you know, they, they make a little bit of money. It's pretty small business. Compare that to if Coca-Cola comes along and says, hey, I know it's crazy. We've had classic brand for years and years, but we're thinking about doing something new, something big. We want to hire you. Why does it feel wrong for you to charge them the exact same amount just because you spend the same amount of time designing a logo? That's because they're receiving a lot more value from your work because they have more influence. And a lot of people don't know how to leverage the value that they're creating for clients. So that's kind of the next big thing for me is helping people learn how to do that. All right. Well, listen, where, where can people go to, uh, I'll put this in the, in the show notes. Where do people go to see this thing now? Uh, the course, I don't have that ready yet. Probably, uh, just check out the website, seanwest.com. S E A N W E S.com. Put that in the oh, show hey, notes. You were asking about that. You guys were like, that's not even his real name. <laughs> oh yeah. We were, yeah, we Hattie, were so this curious. Is, this has bothered Hattie for a long time. Where does the West come from and what's going on? Well, Wesley is my middle name. When I first got online and started using the internet, apparently Sean McCabe was semi-popular. There were other singers, artists, designers, photographers. And I thought, you know what? I I didn't think I was going to make any kind of name for myself. So I thought rather than try and compete with the other Sean McCabe's in the world, I'll just mash up my first and middle name and, and use my own Sean West name that no one else has used before. And then eventually, you know, if you Google Sean McCabe, like it ends up working out. You still find. That's awesome. Very cool. Go to SeanWest.com. Thank you so much for the call. And when are you coming to Austin next? I'm tired of you being in uh, our smaller uh, 
not as cool city. But they call it Lame Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> Come on yeah, out here. Uh, come, in, come and sit in. I've got, I've got two brand new guest chairs guest chairs with microphones and headphones ready for you to sit in one of them because uh, I've got some new shows that uh, coming out that'll be perfect for you to come. So I need you to make the pilgrimage with uh, Brother Aaron the next time uh, <laughs> the next time you can. Get some real barbecue yep. and come and sit in on a couple shows. Will you do it? Absolutely. I, I will definitely come up. Thanks so much for taking my call. I love All what right, you're man. doing. Thanks for calling, man. Great stuff. Bye. We got another call. They've been on hold for 25 minutes. Dedication. Devotion. Could you call it love? Turn it all the nights I'm in the day. <laughs> uh, man, he's doing some good stuff. He's got some good stuff on this store. Do we, one, don't we have, it's always coffee time, that mug? Yes, and it's one of my favorite mugs. It's not shiny. It's kind of a matte. Yeah, his is, this one on the site is super shiny. Oh, see, we got the matte version, and it's pretty cool. I'm going to go smash it. What? Why? Because I don't want the matte version. I want the shiny. I don't want the shiny. I like the matte. He's got, his, he's got this down. Yeah, Look at he does. Look at this site. Smart, smart guy out there in San Antonio, Texas. We get one more call. One thing I want to address before I do our last sponsor of the day, and don't worry, Aaron, I'm putting in markers. <laughs> a huster says, I think that you select which box you want to be in, engineer, writer, or something, and then people expect you to stay in that box. So when you suggest doing something that doesn't fit with that box, people think it's weird and uncomfortable. On the other hand, if you're not a freelancer solo type, the downside of it is getting known for something, for example, the Rails developer guy, it handcuffs you at work and you need to change jobs to move on. Absolutely right. Interesting. Absolutely right. Oh, he's the Java developer. She's the C++ developer. He's the writer. She's the project manager. You can't possibly be a project manager and also write Rails. You're not going to be good at Rails. Right. Or, you, or you're, you're, way, pro- well, you're way better at one thing than the other. So the other thing just kind of falls away. Yeah. And I think that is a risk, but you see, that's how bigger companies work. At a smaller company, you're valued for knowing multiple things. At a smaller company, they say- They want you to know multiple yeah, things. it's required. They want you to be the, uh, what is it, from Mary Poppins, Bert, where he's playing the, you know, the drum <laughs> and the cymbals and the tambourine all at the right. same time. The music man. Yeah. They, they want someone who can do all those different things. That's how it works in a small company. You can get hired to be one thing and you can change your job. You can change what you do. In a big company, they're trying to fill a slot. The corporate stooge mind, that mentality, the corporate stooge, they're trying to put you in a box, but not a good kind of a box. A box that says, you sit in that cube, you work these hours, and you get these tasks done. That's what we hired you for. That's what we need you for. Don't don't do... What Mary's doing, don't do what Bill is doing. You do what you do, and you do it in this little box. And you come in at 8 in the morning, and you take your lunch break at 11.30, and you're back by 12.30 because you're leaving at 6. You do these things, and you fill out these TPS reports, and you read the memos, and you contribute your own memo. We have a company blog where you need to post what you've done this week. By Friday at 4 p.m. You didn't put the right code on your timesheet. Let's have a meeting. 
about the right codes to use on your timesheet, Dan. <laughs> it sucked. That sounds terrible. I've saved you from that, Hattie. Me? I know. Yes, you. <laughs> the one yawning over there. I'm not yawning anymore. I have my tea. Yawn during my... You know, it's a privilege for you to be on this show. You could be out there. You see? Where am I pointing? You're pointing out through the window. Yeah, you could be out there. Out in the storm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not bored. I don't know why you think I'm bored. That has nothing to do with being bored at all. <laughs> oh, Doyle. Yeah, show's over. Not this show. Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's... Uh, I think it's, you know, it's unfortunate. But people yeah. people want to have you in that box. At work, how do you change? That's a great topic for another show. How do you get hired as the Rails developer and transition to the web designer or transition to the project manager or transition to whatever? Do you have to leave? That's a good, it's a whole other topic. Speaking of other topics, let me tell you about our, our last uh, sponsor for today. One of my favorite uh, companies out there doing this, Backblaze. I love Backblaze. Me too. It's simple. I mean, I, you don't need much explanation about this. You have a computer. You have files on that computer. Important you want, files. You want them to be backed up. It's that simple. Could be photos. Could be documents. It's a, it, you've got tons of stuff on there that you've created. Let's be honest. You should have a bootable clone of your Mac. But what if you're not on Mac? What if you're on a Windows machine? What if you're on a Mac and you don't have an external hard drive? You know? What if you don't remember to do that backup? What if you don't have Time Machine? These are all very, very real scenarios. Most people that I know do not back up their computers regularly. Backblaze makes it so you don't ever have to think about it. This little app, it runs in the background. It just sits there. This is Mac. This is PC. It just sits there. You create a new file. You Oh, you know what? Went out, took some photos, synced it, synced my iPhone. All of those files get backed up to their secure cloud. And they're there whenever you need them. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to check and see, oh, did it, did it update? I don't remember. No, it just does. It's amazing. And it does it in the background. It does it smart. It isn't going to take over your computer. If you're busy doing stuff, it'll pause. It'll wait. It's unlimited online backup. Unlimited. Computer gets stolen. Hard drive completely dies. You know, there's an earthquake and your entire house is sucked up into a giant hole. <laughs> Without you there. Or you delete a file by mistake. Backblaze, Backblaze takes care of you. <laughs> There's an Android and iPhone app that make it easy to get your files on the go. And you know what? Let's say you, you, you do lose that computer. You can restore everything right over the web onto your new computer. Oh, you don't want to wait? You don't want to wait for that to happen? They can restore to a hard drive and send it to you. I mean, that costs a little bit of money. But, all, but the web, that, that's built in. No, there's no add-ons. There's no gimmicks. There's no additional charges. Five bucks a month per computer, unlimited backup. It's crazy. And it's fast. It's risk-free. You don't need to give them a credit card. You can do a two-week trial. And you're going to get everything backed up, and you're not going to worry anymore at all about anything. I used to freak out about backing up my, all my computers. I used to freak out. Now I've lost my computer. 
Yeah, you did. Because I wasn't backing up. I wasn't using Backblaze. That's right. Depressed. Well, now, now we what are. What did... Uh, um, Backblaze.com slash grit. Has to be that URL. Has to be that URL. You know what? I'm going to talk... I'm going to... Hattie, can you schedule a call with the Backblaze people? I can. Seven days from today, next Friday. Okay. And if... We have not had every single one. And I know how many episodes, uh, how many downloads this episode gets. Yeah. I know you do. If there isn't a one-to-one ratio, ratio <laughs> listener to visit to that site. What if they already have Backblaze? I don't, they can still go to the URL. That's true. The URL is backblaze.com slash grit. If there isn't a one-to-one ratio, I'm ending the show. <laughs> Okay. Not kidding. I know. I they, got it. Listen, it's on the calendar already. Listen, you don't you don't care. You think the show's stupid. You don't want to. Fine, you can end the show. It's in your hands, not you, Hattie, the listener. Yeah. Sorry for keeping you up. I'm not yawning. I'm just sitting here. Backblaze.com/slash/grit. Go check it out. I'm serious. You be. And the I'm reason why right I'm doing here. this is because people need to back their stuff up. I know. How about this? I'll be nice. Fifty percent. Okay. If we don't hear from the Backblaze people next week, they're, oh my God, what had you do do on on Grit? Grit? Because it's called Grit Grit. now. Sorry, maybe you slept through the announcement of when we changed the name of the show. Because you're so tired. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not tired. I got more sleep. That's why I'm yawning. Then I'll cancel the show if it's not 50%. Deal. Now now Howard Chicken is ready to call. Well, we got a call on here. I'm going to take it and then we're going to go. Go ahead, caller. What's going on, Dan? Who's this? This is Cameron. Cameron? Cameron Diaz? Uh, negatory. Oh, who is this? Cameron from where? Um, I actually call from Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix! I remember you. What's going on? How are you? Yeah. What, when did I call back? Just, just so you know, you actually know who it is. You're not just saying that to try to flatter me. No, I think it was about two months ago. A little more? Oh, no. No, different? It must have been a different camera. All right, tell me who Tell me who you are. Remind me. Uh, I called back um, October of last year, actually. Oh, okay. Maybe I don't remember you. Fill me working, in. I was working on a golf course at the time. Oh, you're the head's, head's groundkeeper. Uh, not quite, but you, you posted the Caddyshack yeah. image in the show notes. Yes, episode, I remember so. that. Okay, okay. I'll take you for your word on that. So what's, what was going on with you? You were head's groundkeeper. <laughs> Why don't we do the same thing except to the gophers? <laughs> so, so, yeah, when I called that day, I think that was like the first week I was doing that. And, uh, I just had quit a job that I absolutely hated that I was working for three years. Finally got the guts to quit, was working part-time on a golf course, golfing pretty much every day. And, uh, then I decided to move to Phoenix and, uh, live off my savings for a little bit and try to do some freelance, uh, consulting work or development work, whatever you want to call it. And I was able to do that for a few months. Then money ran dry. And I had to go get a remote help desk support job. Okay. And it was not good at all. Yeah. So did, did that for a few months. And then I got a job and I'm currently working now. Um, it's a, it's a contract. I'm a con- subcontractor for a company and I'm uh, a real developer. Um, 
amongst other things that we use, but mainly Rails. And uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. And uh, it is absolutely awesome. I really love uh, the team that I work on and, and uh, everything is just super, super awesome. So it's, it's worked out great. Um, main thing uh, for the listeners, um, which is what we all double back to eventually, is, you know, it, you need to take action in the direction that is going to make you happy in the end. Um, you know, I think we all know what it's going to be, but it's just, it's hard to take that first step for me. It was quitting that job that I'd been after three years. Cause I had, you know, I, I felt like I was financially secure, but you know, I, in retrospect, I wasn't, um, the company, that company actually just, uh, sold and everybody that I was working with at the time had lost their job. So that goes to show how much, you know, quote unquote security you have anybody who's working in a job like that. And, um, yeah, I mean, if I could go back, I would, I would, you know, take those steps sooner, but you know, hindsight's always 2020. You know, but that's the thing is like, I hear that all the time from people who make that change. Like, man, I should have done that sooner, but you can't, you can't stress about that. You've got to think right. you did it at the right time. You did time was right for you. And if you'd done it sooner, maybe yeah. things wouldn't have worked out, you know, the way they did. Maybe that struggle that took you there on the way is, is what you need to go through. Right. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. So the next step for me is I've been working on a, an application uh, part-time, like in my spare time that I'm pretty excited about. Um, so, you know, that's my next find the sky, um, you know, future idea if all else fails. But, you know, in the meantime, I absolutely love what I'm doing now. I work remotely, um, you know, pretty much work around, you know, my own hours, if not, you know, my teammates hours, if they need, need me to correspond with them on something or something like that. But I have time during the day to, to go out and take a walk or go grab lunch if I want to, or work at a coffee shop for a few hours. And I mean, it's awesome. I don't know if remote work is for everybody. I know it's not really, you know, plausible in a lot of people's fields, but the point that I'm trying to get at is that that was the step in the right direction. And the reason I didn't pursue it sooner was because I didn't think it was possible for me to, you know, ascertain something like that. And then it's possible for everybody. This is the greatest time in history to, to do stuff like that. So, you know, I think that's the bottom line of the, of the show. And I think everybody that is listening that, that kind of feels like they're, I think they really need to do some soul searching with that because ultimately that's where happiness begins is with the first step. You know, that's a great, really, really great advice. And I appreciate you calling in. I'm glad to hear things are going well for you. And it, it sounds, you know, it sounds crazy because, you've made so many changes in so many different jobs and, 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 you know, you found something that you like and it's because you were taking that risk. It's because you're willing to, to take that risk, uh, and, and try something different and do something different that you're, uh, you're in a hap in a happy place. You're in your happy place, you know, but that, that takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage to make a change like that. Doesn't it? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like I said, I mean, it took some serious soul searching and, uh, you know, determination to just say, you know what, this either I can I can be unhappy at the cost of feeling that I can pay my bills and get my bank account back to zero every month, right. or I can try taking a step in the right direction and use some of my spare time to, you know, harness some of my skills towards something that's that's going to be used towards something making me happy on a longer term. You know, right. if anything, for me, just on the on the, the thought of getting at a better place gave me a high that I would have had if I had already gotten there, if that makes sense. I mean, no, it kind of 
fix my words up there, but, but yeah, just the thought of, of having it in and of itself get, gets you the motivation. If you can really get in that state, like, you know, really meditate on it and, and know that you deserve it and that you can get there and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, it all works. It, it all boils down to the, the choice, the decision to make the first step and then just unrelenting hard work. You know, I've been watching shark tank like religiously right. and Mark Cuban likes to say, Mark, Mark Cuban likes to say, you know, you have to work like someone's out there working 10 times as harder to get the same thing. Right. And I think you really hit the nail on the head. And, you know, it, so it's not when people ask, oh, how do I, how do I, you know, get to, how do I get a better job? How do I do whatever in my life? I don't think that's the question to ask. I think the question to ask is how do I get the motivation and the determination and, and can, you know, use that to persevere through the low points and all that kind of stuff to get to the point. Because it, if you look at everybody successful, I mean, yourself, you're doing something you enjoy. Myself, I'm doing something I enjoy. And anybody else that's doing what they love in life, they all, that's the formula they, that they followed. You know, they made a decision, they put it in action, they took, it, they took a risk, and they just muscled through the low point. So it's not a question of how do I do it? It's a question of, or what do I need to do? It's a question of how do I get through the low points and, and get to the point where I can have the mindset of a hard worker and everything like that. I think this is great advice. I really appreciate you calling in with the update, and I'm really glad to hear that things are uh, that things are going well for you. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. I was you told me to call back in like January, and just things were were super chaotic, and I didn't have anything to brag about then. But <laughs> I held off. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for the call, and uh, keep keep up the good work, man. Yeah, Dan. I have one quick question for you. Sure. Because I have. I haven't been following. Why did the show change? Why did the show name change? Uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, because there, there, well, there are a few reasons. One, uh, first and foremost, is I generally don't, uh, didn't, and don't tell people to quit their job. I generally didn't and wasn't advising people to. You told to, people to stay to quit. I usually told people to stay, or I told them to be careful, or I told them, and and so that's one part of it. The second part of it is quit has this sort of negative. Uh, connotation when it's a name of something. It, and I, I had so many, uh, you would not, you would be shocked <laughs> how many people told me, oh, I don't listen to the show because, yeah, I don't want to quit my job. I don't want to quit. I like I my job. I like my job. So it's not for me. It's not interesting to me. I'm working on a startup. Well, yeah, that's what the show's about. So you should listen. <laughs> and uh, and so that was the second, that was the second reason. The third reason uh, is because really, and, and back, this kind of is a subsection of the first reason is that the show is about starting something awesome, starting something and working through things that are hard and facing challenges. And I wanted to have a name that reflected that. And, and then the final reason for the change is I, uh, a lot of people thought that it was about smoking cessation. Uh, which yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, indirectly, I suppose it is, but that wasn't the main topic. So, uh, you know, I switched it and changed it from red to green and called it grit instead of quit. And, and that's why, and a lot of people don't like the new name as much. I agree that the old name was a bit catchy, but it wasn't the vibe that I want. I can, I still get angry on the, the new show, but it, um, you know, people are unhappy about everything. If I'd, if I'd kept it called quit people wouldn't have liked it and if i changed, changed it, it they'd not like it either. but in 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 retrospect i think that um that changing it has been done more harm than good uh but i i think that it's a um i think that it's a more apt title even if it might not be as cool yeah i'd say it's in the right direction i, I agree with all that so 
it's cool. I'm glad that, you know, admittedly I stopped following the show, but, uh, I saw you tweet and that's why I started listening and essentially called in. So yeah, I'm going to start following and start listening to, to old Dan Benjamin again. All right. Well, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Good luck to you. Not a problem. Same to All you right. guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. He's gone. Anyway, that's it. I think Good we're done. For him. I think we're done for today, Hattie. That's it. Yeah, unless there's something else you want to say. Mm. No. No. All right. Well, you can follow Hattie. She's on Twitter at Hattie Bird. H A D D I E Bird. I'm Dan Benjamin on Twitter, and uh, we'll see if there's a show next week. Schedule the right. call. Schedule the call for early in the day. Very early. Well, they're on Pacific time. Right. So, like a, a nine a.m. their time. And that'll determine if I do another 11. episode of this show okay. or not. I'm not kidding. I think people think it's a joke. It's not a joke. I know. I'm show scheduling could be over. This could be it. We'll put the other sponsors on one of the new shows. Yeah. If you booked them already, we'll put them on the new show. It's the end of the show. Could be the last episode. So, final episode of uh, Grit, episode 62. We did it. Woo! So well, it's up to them if we do another one. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Thanks guys. For, for, Thanks for uh, listening. For tuning in. Thanks for calling. And uh, maybe we'll be back next week. Maybe we won't. We'll, we'll see. Who knows? We'll see. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for you. <laughs> have a have a good weekend, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.